We are back, Bills fans, fans of the game, fans of football, quarterbacking and being a leader, Blue Mafia, baby Bills lovers everywhere united, we're back, episode number 25, we have reached a quarter mile, quarter century, he can throw that pigskin a quarter mile, we're back, it's the doldrums of the winter, ladies and gentlemen, as we know, this is the weirdest part of football season. This is the time of the year when there is only a little bit of the Pro Bowl action, which is not what it used to be. There's only two teams left, two fan bases left. But we look onward as Bills fans. We look onward to the next year, and even though this year was another example of how every year, 31 fan bases, franchises, teams, coaching staffs really are failures because they can't all be the champ. And in one week, we will find out who the champion of the 2021-2022 season is. We're going to talk that in the second segment, as always, is the implications. It's Super Bowl implications a week in advance. We're going to talk some things that I feel matter when we look forward to this game. A lot of people not really excited about the Super Bowl, but we'll talk a little bit of that a week in advance. And I've got five little things in the beginning to talk about about the Bills. A little bit of Josh Allen and a little bit of uh, a little bit of everything. So check out the first segment, five Bills things, and in the second segment, we're gonna preview the Super Bowl implications. So stick around. Bills fans, hang in there. This is the time of the year where if you're a real football head, you know that this is the worst time of the year. Maybe you have some passing league somewhere. Back in the day, we used to have passing league at the Ralph in the field house during winter. You might get a break from basketball season and get to go play in a indoor passing league. But if you're a quarterback or a Sportsmen in the game of football in the Northeast, whether you're a lineman, linebacker, defensive back, running back, receiver. This is the worst time of the year because you can't really get out there and play football if you're in the Northeast. So a lot of guys I would have to think that play for the Bills probably go out and go around the country to wherever they have their homestead where it's a little bit more fair weather, and could you blame them? But five things to consider as we start to go into hibernation, as the Super Bowl is next week, but this is sort of the hibernation period, and after next week, Blue Mafia will turn into, uh, over to, I should say, the trying times where we'll talk just music and art and film and things like that and how they correlate with same type of thing here leadership getting better chasing the dreams what football brings to everyone's lives and 
we'll just take it off the field. So we're going to continue. So if you like what you hear, we're going to continue over on the Tran Tabs. But I appreciate everybody listening this year. This was the first inaugural Blue Mafia podcast season. As as many of you know, the, the blog began way back in the Tyrod era, red, white, and blue. I would do just a season preview of what I felt like the Bills were looking like. And as I've developed as a writer and creator, I've just tried to keep, you know, using the Bills as one of my vehicles of sharpening the sword, so to speak, whether it's writing or producing or learning software or editing your own writing or posting on WordPress. It's all sharpening the sword. And that's what this podcast is all about. So thank you for listening. And I hope that maybe I inspired you to do something to sharpen your sword whatever it is that you love to do so first thing two guys that are going to continue to sharpen josh allen's quarterback sword so to speak ken dorsey sticks around we raise our coffee cup in honor of that also outstanding news joe brady also a new member of the Bills coaching staff will serve as the quarterback's coach. I have to admit, your boy Reg here saw this one coming. Saw this coming from a mile away. As soon as I saw the body language between Ken Dorsey and Josh Allen on the sideline, it became clear that those two were developing a nice rapport and Jordan Palmer off the field off in uh, sunset so to speak as we were just talking about outside of this area big part of Josh Allen's structural fundamental sharpening of the sword but in-house you've heard me talk about guys like Davis Webb and Ken Dorsey before and also I even made a joke on Twitter, which I retweeted when the Joe Brady news became evident and factual. I had made a joke during this season when we were about to be on Monday night, I believe, against the Titans, and we blew it in the fourth quarter. The Panthers had let go of Joe Brady, and I jokingly but semi-seriously had said, if this offense lays an egg again, drop Dable midseason, and hire Joe Brady as quarterback's coach and raise Joe, uh, Ken Dorsey to interim in the transition. And essentially that's what we're seeing right now is not necessarily a transition in midseason, but allegedly a little bit of uh, sparks flew between Brian Dable and Sean McDermott. But as we know, it could have been too many chefs in the kitchen as Dayball was interviewing a season prior for head coaching jobs. So, bottom line, it's a little bit of an addition by subtraction, in my opinion. The play calling of Brian Dayball and probably the relationships and style that he brought to the table are going to be missed, I'm sure, but new ones should form from the seeds that were planted I'm excited about what Ken Dorsey and Joe Brady will be able to do together creatively 
Um, I'm excited to see what those two types of creative minds provide in terms of feedback for Brandon Bean heading into the draft. Uh, two guys that like to go deep but understand protecting the quarterback is vital. Second thing, I thought it was interesting that Josh Allen decided to snuff the Pro Bowl and golf. As I as I first heard that he was not going to the Pro Bowl, I thought, good, that's cool. You know, beep them. I'm glad he's going to play golf. But then I was kind of like seeing everybody running around in the sunglasses and some of the guys that aren't exactly superstars. And I thought, uh, maybe it would have been cool to see Josh out there with those guys. But I will say... I would have a hard time having a good time with Patrick Mahomes and those other Chiefs guys knowing that they beat me just a couple of weeks prior. But Josh Allen did pretty good in the uh, Pro-Am there in Pebble Beach. I think they said he finished like 56, just missed the cut with some guy I never heard of who he got paired up with. But that's pretty cool. Um, Third thing. Steph Diggs, Stefan Diggs, I thought he had a pretty good showing PR-wise for the Buffalo Bills and Bills Mafia at the Skills Challenge. I'm recording this in the home stewed Sunday morning right now, so we'll see what happens in the Pro Bowl. Hopefully him and, I believe, Deion Dawkins made it. Uh, hopefully they stay safe and don't, you know, knock on wood, get injured or anything like that, but... I think Stefan Diggs had a pretty good showing in the skills competition for for just fans and, and, and kids that probably haven't seen that side of the, the Bills yet, you know, especially after he screamed, shut the fuck up at Patriots fans. Um, number four, quickly, uh, needs in the draft. Just want to set it out there right now. I would have no issue with the Bills taking one of the three top running backs in the draft. The kid from Michigan State, the kid from Iowa State, I'll take either of those guys uh, in the first round or high in the second round. Because I think a three down back, there's about three of them out there. Those are two of them. Um, I would take either... But if they're not going to take one of those top three running backs, it's Kenneth Walker Jr. from Michigan State. And... Oh, I can't think of his name. Reese? Tough running back out of Iowa State, though. He's been there for a while. I'll take him, too. But also, shout out last week, Evan McPherson not the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, Zach Taylor, as I continued to call Zach Taylor, Evan McPherson. Apologies to all those listeners in Cincinnati who were, you know, pounding my email. Not really. Zach Taylor, though, great job. Evan McPherson, great job. Two different people, not the same guy. 
But if we do not go running back, I am fine with taking Olave or one of the top receivers. I know it sounds crazy, but a lot of these receivers we have in roster, other than Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs, a lot of them are question marks in the future because Beasley's an awesome player, but he's getting older. Sanders, who knows? Isaiah Hodgins, who knows? Haven't even seen him yet. Kumaro, mm. we're pretty good at tight end, but could use another one. But I, I honestly would be good with that if we took one of those really superstar receivers. If they're there late in the first round, I'm fine with it because the taper off after the first round is always so great, and you can usually catch a superstar still in the first round. But I'm okay with them taking an offensive lineman if it's like a catch like if it's a guy that dropped or a guy they really liked or something if there's a if there's a front four d-line or o-line i'm fine with that or a linebacker there should be some fast awesome hard-hitting linebacker or, or strong safety there you know big cat that can come in and spell uh hide employer I think that would be useful as well. And lastly, on to the next page, Bills fans. It's time to move on. A new team will rise from the ashes of this loss and we'll need to battle again. So put this one behind you. Appreciate everybody listening all season long. We got a second segment. Josh Allen will be back. Stefan Diggs will be back. Sean McDermott will be back. Ken Dorsey will be back. A newfound Joe Brady. Hopefully Davis Webb comes back, sticks around. Uh, I believe our guy Chad Hall is still around. Wide receiver coach. Need him to stick around. The future's still bright, Bills fans. Come on. Put this season behind you. We'll see you on the other side. It's the Super Bowl weekend, baby. Not quite, but it almost is. It's a week's away. It's a week away, baby. Super Bowl, Bengals, Rams, L.A. Saw a funny meme. It was a serious, uh, serious post, and it was like a NFL letterhead memo from Roger Goodell saying that we can never let the home team have home field advantage again. So from now on, every year the Super Bowl will be played in Cowboys Stadium. I thought that was pretty good. I was cracking up when I saw that. But I got five, five way too early things to think about as we head into this Super. Long ways away. We're shooting this one week in advance from the home studio in Buffalo, New York. Number one, CJ Uzoma. Guy you'll probably hear about in the news on the MSM sports media and on podcasts, I'm sure. Uzoma's been a huge force for Joe Baggs Burrow, and he's a big target over the middle, and he's a guy who helps out in big, scary games. 
he's a big target and especially versus the blitz and big scary things like the big scary la rams front four having a tight end like that that can pop open or make a shielded catch use his body to box somebody out draw a penalty make a play third down third and six third and four those big plays break a tackle over the seam you know behind the linebackers break a tackle make a big play cj uzoma we'll see if he plays um he did not you know wasn't able to finish the last game but with the break with this week off we'll see if he comes back um, number two, Joey Bags Burrows. Joey Bags Burrows big game experience. Joey Bags Burrows big game experience. This guy's played in a lot of big games in the last couple of years. He was just in the national title game. He knows pressure. He knows doubt. He knows having to step up for his teammates. He's had his body broken. He's not afraid. That's why you see that twinkle in his eye. He is simply not afraid. And you're starting to see that same thing in an older version in Matt Stafford. And this is number two and number three. Number three being Sugar Bowl. Stafford I've talked a lot about the old Sugar Bowl that Matt Stafford played in because at that point I realized he was an NFL quarterback and as much as I didn't think that he had that much personality at that point I thought man he's making every throw in the big moment this Sugar Bowl and he's got this talent around him but he's playing with the level of his guys around him and the talent around him was incredible A.J. Green, I believe, was on that team. No Sean Moreno, as we've talked about. But he executed, and he put every ball in stride. And that's what he's been doing with these superstars, making Cooper Cup a record-breaking receiver, turning Odell Beckham's frown upside down, Tyler Higby making him somewhat of a, an outstanding tight end, and... Cam Akers returning a huge factor for Stafford because when Stafford has all these moving parts he knows how to execute and Joey Bags Burrow's big game experience is met with a guy that did what Joey Bags Burrow did about 15 years ago for the Georgia Bulldogs he took a you know southern football team to a title game it wasn't in the playoff in that era they had multiple they could have been in the national title that game but the big bags experience is met with Stafford's big game experience in the Sugar Bowl 15 years ago and a lot of losing you wonder who has the edge in terms of experience a young kid who's sort of face losing but turned it around quickly and met with instant instant success on a bad team or the other who rode the horse for 15 years practically before sailing out to Cabo and apparently having a group sex session with <laughs> Sean McVay I find the Cabo story so bizarre 
honestly. Well, I guess I'm around. Weird. Who's the tougher team, number four? Who do you think is the tougher team? Let me know in the comments. Let me know on Twitter. <sighs> this is an interesting one because you have the Rams who, on paper, in terms of like heavyweight boxing and promotion, they're probably the tougher team when you talk about Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, you know terms of big show big lights maybe they're tougher but what about the guy like rocky who toughness is defined by what he does in the shadows cincinnati Bengals, no outdoor sorry no indoor practice facility tough gritty nobody believes in them which one's tougher Who's going to be there in the third and fourth quarter when times get tough and doubt creeps in? Will it be the team in Cincinnati with really nothing to lose? Or it will be the Rams with all the pressure of Hollywood and being met with disappointment, being called the, you know, Ken doll of the league, the plastic team, the team that couldn't finish forever? Who's tougher? I don't know. What do you think? I might have to give it to the Bengals. I got I got them. I think I gotta give I gotta give it to that team just because of what they've been able to do against these tough AFC matchups. Tough Titans team. Tough Raiders team. West Coast trips. Nashville. Big lights. Now LA I might have to give it to Cincy and being tougher and number five who's the more talented team once again on paper your your brain probably goes to LA when you think Odell Beckham Cam Akers Matt Stafford Robert Woods even though he's injured Deshaun Jackson even though he left but when you look at the Bengals Joe Mixon, tough. So Smart J. Piran, Piran, tough. Guys don't know that those two, I believe, played together. Oklahoma, at least. Both at Oklahoma. Both outstanding running backs. Tough. Gritty. Piran had a huge play in that playoff game. Turned the whole game around. Running backs, I got to give to the Bengals. When you look at the receiving core, Jamar Chase... T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, I don't know, who's more talented, that's a, that's a coin flip to me, quarterback, Burrow, Stafford, more talent, it's a coin flip to me, I think O-line you'd probably have to give to the Rams, you got some veterans there. I think you got to give it to them. D-line, probably got to give talent to the Rams, obviously. Defensive backs, probably got to give it to the Rams. But the Bengals have been playing pretty well. Eli Apple, big big name pick coming out of college. Just got sort of forgotten about over the years. But you probably got to give that to the Rams. 
It's going to be an interesting matchup. We'll just leave it there. We'll leave it there till next week. I appreciate you guys listening once again. We'll give our final prediction next week in the final episode of Season 1 Blue Mafia. That'll be 26 freaking episodes. No matter if you listen to one minute of them or 1,000 minutes of them. I appreciate all of you. Go Bills. We love you.